Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dean, a trouble student, awakens an ancient secret hidden in the school. This is Ryan. And this is Ashley. And this is Ruining Ruining Our Our Childhood Childhood Presents Are We Still Afraid of the Dark? Question mark? (laughs) Like how you always say, question mark? Yeah. Well, I say question more than question mark, but I realize maybe I should say mark. Mark. I like it. Anyway, hi guys. Welcome back. To another great episode of Are We Still Afraid of the Dark? Where we rewatch the 1990s classic, Are You Afraid of the Dark? That's true. And we're already on episode nine. Look at us go. We're already hitting almost more episodes than we did at the t- first season. Yeah. AKA the trial run, I would say, of this podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're doing, we're going strong. Yeah. We're okay. <laughs> we're doing fine. We're doing great. <laughs> Do I sound convincing? No. <laughs> No, we're, we're having fun with it. Um, this week, we are doing episode nine, like I said just now, mm-hmm. of The Tale of the Sorcerer's Apprentice. It was originally aired on, it originally aired on October 10th, 1992 in the U.S. Almost 28 years ago to the day. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. Very close. Yeah. Uh I thought I'd add in the air dates. I don't know why. Just... It, I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you. Yeah, we always give I a release dates on the other one. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. Yeah. On the other one. On the other podcast, Ruining Our Childhood. Yeah. That's our other podcast, yeah. guys. Go check I'm, it out. I'm pretty sure most of you know that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, for the one random person that's listening to our podcast right now they're going you guys have another like what what these delightful sons of bitches have two podcasts i can hear them talk even more what and they have a runers club that i can join that's true where i get bonus odes where we do bonus odes of our favorite movies and our favorite tv shows from our childhood and i'll get one of those next week that's very very true ryan oh my lord I thought we should go to ruiningourchildhood.com right now and join. This is a very impromptu infomercial we're doing for the Ruiners Club. Uh, We just need to get Ron Papil to uh, (laughs) do the advertisements for us. Uh, But wait, there's more. Do you want to announce what uh, next week's bonus ode is going to be? Yes, next week's bonus ode. It's going to be one of the TV show ones again. It will be the 1990s classic. Boy Meets World. Oh yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't avoid doing Boy Meets World. It's one of our favorite shows. Absolutely. So I'm very excited for this one. Yeah. We will be recording that soon. 
Yeah. And it'll be out next Friday. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, back to the tale of the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to hit us with our first category? Yes. Our first category is called Well, Hello There. Well, Hello There. Where we talk about any famous or recognizable actors that we didn't know were in the episode. Those people. <laughs> there was definitely human beings. Yeah. And I said human. <laughs> human. <laughs> You went. You turned into <laughs> Sylvester. You're like sucker and suck attached. I, I was human. I was making it more sound like it sounded like I was trying to say cumin. Yes. But in you know Spanish accent, I guess no. No. I was trying to say human beings. There's human beings that may or may not still act. Yes. The first one is Dean. Mm-hmm. Is the character's name. He's played by Matthew McKay. Usually in this category, we are like. You may know him from this and this and this and his IMBD, I have no clue half the stuff. Yeah. I've never seen it. But I did see he works as miscellaneous crew for a couple of films mm-hmm. that I did recognize, like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone and 2019's Little Women. Ooh. So. Very nice. Yeah. I do like that a lot of the people, we might not have heard of them, but it's nice to see that a lot of them are still working in film or yeah. in television, like like you said, he did the most recent Little Women was a huge movie. Especially for child actors, you know, yeah. it's I know it's a hard business. Definitely. So it's it is nice to see that people are still working mm-hmm. in various parts of the film. Yeah, because we've had people that work on soundtracks mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They might not be acting still, but they're still doing something. Doing something that they love. I hope. Yeah. My first one. The actress's name was Stacy Smith. Mm-hmm. She plays Alex, who's Dean's best friend in the episode. And the only other thing that was listed on her IMDb was she was in a video called Prehistoric Bimbos in Armageddon City. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what that I, is. I don't know what that is. I don't know if it was a music video or what this pertained. That's interesting. Yeah. Because also, go figure, we've never heard of this. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, there was, so there was a couple of other characters in this story. There was uh, Miss Crenshaw, who is their science teacher, and then Dr. Oliver, who Mm -hmm. was the doctor that's visiting and doing a presentation with all these artifacts. Mm -hmm. And she's played by Emma Stevens. Again, I didn't really notice anything on her IMBD that sounded familiar. Uh Mrs. Crenshaw, I did notice, was in the movie Get Smart with uh, Steve Carell and Anne Hathaway and was in the movie I'm Not There, the Bob Dylan biopic. So she's been in like a couple legit movies. And that's Jane Gilchrist? Yes. Okay. No uh, true gems in this episode, if you will. Another character is Goth. Mm -hmm. He's played by Stephen R. Hart. And he's been in a bunch of stuff. I think he's probably been in the most things mm-hmm. out of this whole cast uh including uh he's been on or been in the mortal instruments city of bones the okay. film the 2013 film with uh you so know who's in that emmy rossum no or uh lily collins? lily collins but you know who plays her best friend who robert sheenan from umbrella academy and misfits <sighs> oh okay you you were dancing over here I'm i like, love robert I, I, I love him He's pretty delightful. I love him in Umbrella Academy, and I always loved him on Misfits because he's an asshole. But yeah, he's pretty amazing as Klaus. Yeah, the only thing he's missing in Umbrella Academy is his actual true accent. Mm-hmm. 
that that's the only thing that's missing from yeah. that character. And he was also in Resident Evil Apocalypse and Oz the Great and Powerful. Okay. So he does stuff. Yeah, definitely you know? been in some, again, <laughs> legit movies. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty much it. There was like some kids. Obviously, it's set in a high school, so there's a bunch of kids running around, but those were the characters that had names. And lines, for the most part. That's very true. <laughs> I was going to say, a lot of them are just hanging out in the background. Yeah. So should we move on to our next category? Yes. The next category is called Let's Get Digging, where we talk about the plot and the plot holes, and we name our funniest and cringiest parts of the episode. This was a Betty Ann story, mm -hmm. again. I'm pretty sure last week's yes. was Betty Ann as well. Eric wasn't as... Pretentious. Yeah, this time. <laughs> um, but what did you think about the plot of the story? I think it was an interesting plot because I like the use of artifacts. Yeah. And we mentioned Dr. Oliver. She was kind of an Indiana Jones type. Some might even say <laughs> an, ar an archaeologist. Yes. yes. <laughs> so I liked that aspect of the plot, but I just thought it was a little confusing at times mainly why is dean trying to bring back goth not bring him back but like bring resurrect goth. him resurrect him that, he's basically you. like goth is like voldemort mm -hmm. and i'm just using some harry potter references because why not and dean is like peter pettigrew just you know pulling the strings trying mm. to get him to come back for I like that analogy. nefarious reasons yeah I, guess. I don't know i like that analogy they don't really ever explain it what the the end game is for him and spoiler alert dr oliver who ends up being the one that is pulling the real strings she's pulling the strings yeah you just think like this kid just happens upon this artifact you know yeah that is gonna bring back but then also like the fact he needed muratic mercuric mercuric let's mucuric go mercuric acid mercuric acid in <laughs> a plant uh belladonna plant he needed the leaves to mm -hmm. create this nightshade, I believe is what they call it. Um, I'm pretty sure he called it the cauldron of mystic vapors. Thank you. <laughs> the cauldron of mystic vapors to bring this person, Voldemort, if you will, yeah. back. Goth. Resurrect What's him. his name? I guess we can go into our plot holes. Mm -hmm. My first thing is... Dr. Oliver comes into the high school, has a bunch of artifacts, and she's giving a presentation. And then Dean is very, becomes quite obsessed with the staff that looks like Jafar's staff. Correct. From Aladdin. Yes. It's a cobra. It's gold. It has a mouth open. Yeah. So he goes back in the classroom and he starts touching it. And she's like, cool, yeah, touch it. And I'm like, this is a priceless artifact. Yeah. You and shouldn't be allowed to touch any of these things. I would have been the kid going, I'm not touching any of things because I'm like, I'll break it. Yes. I'll drop it. Right. So that was my first plot hole. Without the knowledge that she wants him to touch it mm -hmm. and wants him to be the driving force to bring back goth, you know? Yeah. You don't know that right now. No. My thing is, is I'm a little confused as to why he's doing it. Uh, other than he becomes entranced like the... The staff. Yeah, he he's like hypnotized. Yeah, it kind of hypnotizes him. But I don't understand why Goth wants to come back and what is the purpose of him wanting to be resurrected. That part, I was, they don't really explain. I think we're just supposed to assume that he's an evil villain who mm -hmm. wants to be resurrected so he can do evil things. and <laughs> Vague evil vague, things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
I, I guess another part of this, and it's, again, because I didn't remember this episode. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I could have assumed that Dr. Oliver was the young girl in the beginning who had hid the gem in the school. Because why would they show that in the first place? Because at the beginning of the story, it's like 1966, and this girl's running away from security, and she has a, a snake tattoo on her arm. Very um, much like the dark mark. Yes. Bringing it back. Yeah. As much as I don't want to talk about Harry Potter. I know. J.K. Rowling's a bitch. She's a biatch. I'm saying it. I'm saying it now. Anyway. The books can stay. She can go. Yeah. Quote John Oliver. Exactly. But where was I going with this? Oh, so I didn't know Dr. Oliver. I mean, I guess we can assume that Dr. Oliver has nothing to do with this, but she left the school without that priceless artifact, the staff. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a little questionable. Yeah. You would go like... I need to find this. Yeah. Or I could lose my job. <laughs> I'm going to get fired. Yeah, exactly. Um, what was your next plot hole? My next plot hole is, so Dean has brought the mystic vapors out of the cauldron, and now Goth is back. He's yes. been resurrected. They're in a swimming pool. Cool. Dean, for no reason, is, all of a sudden is no longer under Goth's trance, and he's telling Alex how to defeat Goth. And there's no explanation given. Like, was Goth like, hey, I'm back now. I don't need you. Well, I think Alex threw something in the pool. She throws the chlorine in the pool later on. But Dean tells her to do it. He's like, he all of a sudden is like, no, get the chlorine. She... Pour the chlorine in to defeat him. I'm yeah, like, I remember that part. But I think before he breaks his trance, she does throw something in the pool. And it like distracts and it breaks it. But I agree like, there wasn't, like, a moment where he kind of awakens. Yeah. I don't know if that has to do with the actor's performance or if they should have had, like, a noise or something to signify, like, he is no longer under yeah. Goth's control. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's just like, nah, brah, I'm out. What, yeah. What What's going on? How did, how did we get to this point? But I think she threw, like, I think she threw the orb in the pool or she... I don't know what it was. She threw something in the pool. It wasn't the chlorine. It was like something small. Okay. And it like distracted Goth or something. Because, yeah, you ha- they had to put an orb into the mouth of the staff. Yes. The cobra staff. So that's... A for weird. some reason. Yeah, for, exactly. And that's what like caused him to be able to talk to Goth. Yeah. Because that there was that scene in the beginning <laughs> where he puts it yeah. into the staff. He finds the orb in the school, puts it in the staff's, the cobra's mouth. Mm-hmm. And then the mirage of Goth appears. Yes. And we're going to talk about that. <laughs> but I definitely agree that was a plot hole of mine, too. There wasn't a good transition to show that Dean had no longer been, you know, hypnotized. Yes. And then at the end, so like you mentioned, Alex pours chlorine into the pool. It causes Goth to like melt and mm-hmm. not completely. He's not completely transformed back into human or whatever he is. And they're like, okay, cool. And they just leave. Yeah. They leave the staff there. Good point. And they're just like, and then all the other kids that are have awakened from the spell too are just like, okay, we're yeah. out. We're out. And at first I was like, is nobody going to grab that staff? That staff that can lead to an evil person coming back into the world? No? No? No. Cool. All, all okay, we gotta bye. Do is, all we got to do is go put the orb back in its mouth, and guess what? We're back where we were, people. But then Dr. Oliver shows up out of nowhere to she grab it, and she's like, we have more gems hidden around in schools. And I'm like, why? 
Yeah. Why can't you just do this? Why, did, why does it have to be a children? They... Excellent point. Why, why does, it, does it have to be a children? <laughs> why does it have to be a children? Why don't you do the... Do it yourself. Yeah. Maybe it has to be a, somebody under 18. I don't know. They don't explain. It's like Hocus Pocus style. Yeah. It's got to be lit by a virgin. It Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I missed it. Maybe yeah. I'm just horrible at listening. <laughs> uh, uh, did you have anything else? I did not. I think we talked about all of mine. Okay. In one way or another. What was your funniest part of the episode? My funniest part was you talked about when Dean first kind of resurrects Goth and Goth tells him, like, you have to prepare the cauldron, blah, blah, blah. And Alex had followed Dean to this, so she's watching this happen. Right. And she starts to back up and she kind of stumbles and makes a noise. Right. So Goth turns his head weirdly and he just makes this face like e he turns his head like michael keaton turns his head in the batman costume in the first batman <laughs> like not very good he's gotta turn his whole body like he's like i'm just a mirage so i, I don't have 3d vision right now but it was also the face he made he's just yeah. like e? <laughs> yeah that was great uh, it got me chuckling Mine was another head turn. Oh. It was right after that part. Mm-hmm. Alex is running away. And I think they're like in the auditorium. Yes. And Alex is sitting there waiting for her. And he does this dramatic head turn. He goes, hello, Alex. Because <laughs> he says A words weird. Yeah. The actor. Yeah, he was pretty bad. And it, it was amazing. It was very dramatic. Very dramatic. I was waiting for him to slow clap. <laughs> Welcome. <laughs> uh, what was your cringiest part? Right after that, uh, Alex is running and she's looking for Dr. Oliver and she's like yelling for Dr. Oliver. She doesn't know that she's left. Mm-hmm. And they run into their chemistry teacher, Mrs. Crenshaw, who is also under the trance. I, I assume because there's a, a small part where She's giving a test, mm-hmm. and Dean, who is now transformed into Steve Jobs with his black turtlenecks. <laughs> he's gothic. He it immediately walks over to her, and she, he's like, I'm done with the test. And she's like, you haven't even filled it out. And then he, like, hypnotizes her. Exactly. So he can, I guess, hypnotize people, too. Yeah, so when she comes across Mrs. Crenshaw, she's hypnotized and under the trance. She decides her best course of action when alex is like things are getting weird we need to get help we need to call police whatever she just looks at alex and she's like join us and then like opens her eyes really big i'm like you understand that you're not the staff right you can't just entrance this girl by looking at her maybe well maybe she's supposed to be able to but maybe I realize now that Goth and Dean are probably like, maybe we shouldn't have sent the teacher to try to hypnotize and recruit other people to our weird cult. Yeah. Leave the recruitment to me. Yeah. Not our chemistry teacher. Yeah. (laughs) What was your cringiest part? Mine was actually, I realized uh, that it was when Goth was laughing and not able to turn his head, but somehow (laughs) saw Alex spying on him and Dean (laughs) because it was... (laughs) It was pretty hilarious, and it probably wasn't supposed to be. No, it is not supposed to be funny. (laughs) Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? It wasn't so much a a cringy moment as 
I thought it was a very interesting directing choice. Mm -hmm. And it's when they're down in the pool resurrecting Goth, Goth, the cameras are all like at a 35 degree angle. They're turned for no reason. Yeah. Which I thought was pointless. I think it was to like signify like things are happening. Yeah, but I was just like. going crazy. It made me a little nauseous. (laughs) Yeah. No, I agree. Mm. I did like how at the very end of the story, like you mentioned, Alex used chlorine, but the way like Dean told her about it, it was very like a science moment. Like I'm like, are we watching like a, this is like a science film that they showed in high school. Like, you know, science for the win. Like (laughs) the only reason they defeated the villain is they knew science. They paid attention in chemistry class and they knew chlorine would take care of it. Which doesn't make sense because in the beginning of the episode, Dean is not a good student. No. And he's not good at chemistry. He was terrible. So the fact that he was the one that was able to use chemistry mm-hmm. to defeat this guy doesn't add up. I would say a plot hole that I just thought of right now. Yeah, because he was quite terrible yeah. at chemistry. And then uh, maybe it's like that Bart Simpson moment where you study really hard and you don't do good on a test. Or some might even say don't do well on a test <laughs> <laughs> and but you actually are retaining you, it. you use the knowledge in the real world yes that's true yeah you want to move on yeah our next category is red flag alert what were the signs that these kids are about to be statistics in a ghost story i didn't have like tons of red flags because i think The story was a little different in the sense that things just started happening right away. Mm -hmm. As far as Dean goes, the minute he saw the Cobra staff and like the glowing eyes, he should have been like, nah, I'm going to back up this. There's something wrong with this situation. Mm -hmm. But obviously he was like enamored with it the minute he saw it. So yeah, it was kind of unavoidable, I guess. How about you? For me, it was the fact that these goth kids just start pushing barrels down a hall to the (laughs) swimming pool that have skulls and crossbones on it. Yeah. Apparently, that's how mercuric acid comes. Yeah. It's just in a barrel with skulls and crossbones on it. That's true. And they they deliver large quantities to schools. Yes. Yes. Uh, Not not like a little bit for the chemistry class. We're talking like industrial size. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess the only other one was like, don't follow your weird friend into the school basement, Alex. After you saw him steal a little bottle of acid. Yes. Maybe I'm not going to go down there. I'll call somebody from the school. Yeah. Have them go down there. Oh, he's going into a room that had a padlock on it? That's not weird. Hmm. I'm going to sit this one out, guys. (laughs) Hard no. Did you have any other ones? No. That was it. Okay. Pretty quick one. Mm Mm-hmm. The next category is called, When Was This Made Again? A Reminder of Everything 90s, where we talk about fashion and any technology. There was some good fashion. There was. Uh, My favorite was Dr. Oliver rocking an olive-colored blazer (laughs) and jacket, and more importantly, one earring. She was rocking it. That's how you should have known she was the villain from the start. She's got one earring. (laughs) Or did the actress just like drop her earring and they're like, keep rolling. Just Just keep rolling. Keep it. Roll the film. (laughs) The first time we see Alex, she's wearing some sort of denim and floral like quilted shirt. There's just patches of denim, patches of floral, and they're all like all mismatched. Mm -hmm. And 
just amazing. It's a good look in any decade. Really, it is. <laughs> I did like how when Dean has made this <laughs> transition, like he was a kind of a little bit of a nerd. And then, like you said, he had a switch to the Steve Jobs with a leather jacket. Look. Yeah, he did. It's like the first scene he changed. He was just rocking the turtleneck. And then the second scene when he's stealing the acid from the supply closet he's wearing a leather jacket mm -hmm. and then all of his little cronies are wearing turtlenecks. everybody's wearing black yeah so the goth followers are goth kids what a weird weird thing to have happen yeah who would have saw that coming i no just one. liked every time they're like goth is coming back and i'm like is it they're gonna go to hot topic when yeah. this is over okay <laughs> cool cool did you have any dated references or offensive jokes uh only it's not really even a dated reference but we kind of mentioned it it was like this scepter or staff was jafar's yes but a much crappier version of it yeah it was not great it was just the cobra's hood was super long mm -hmm. that was the part i didn't like i feel like the eyes were a little wonky too mm, yeah. but maybe it's because they probably used some sort of special effects to have them glow i don't know yeah could be what about you? Did you have any dated references? The only one that I had was at the beginning of the story, you know, before the story starts mm -hmm. with the Midnight Society kids. Uh, I think it was Frank. Was it Frank? Sounds right. Has tried to convince the whole gang that there's a freshly dug grave by their campsite mm -hmm. and, or not campsite, but storytelling site. I'd call it campsite, yeah. And uh, he's really nonchalant about it. Hey, there's a dead body over here. Um, but he says, I bet you my Michael Jordan rookie card that there's like a... Maggot-covered corp corpse. Yeah. Yeah. Bring and everybody is just like, ew. Yeah. Bring Risking the Jordan rookie. He really was. Yeah. All for a prank. Mm. Frank is not good at the prank. <laughs> He's not Frank Sinatra, if you will. <laughs> Shout out to Winnie the Bishop. Uh, did you have any technology? I did not. Me either. There wasn't anything. Yeah. It was, it was very technology-free. Yeah. Which is fine for it, a good it, it helps not date things as much. Right, right. Yeah. I will say I did like the setting inside the school and the, like on a boiler room. That part I liked. It was a little dark. Mm -hmm. It wasn't bad. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Do you want to move on to our awards? Yes. As always here on Ruining Our Childhood Presents, are we still afraid of the dark? We give out two awards every week, the first of which is the Kel Mitchell Award for Exceptional Overacting. Whom did you give your award to? I had to give it to Dean, okay. Matthew McKay. And like I mentioned a little earlier, the way he said Alex and mm -hmm. acid, because he said acid a couple times. Yeah, it was weird. And he was kind of over the top when he was hypnotized in the first scene when it's just like hey, here's a normal teenager he was perfectly fine mm -hmm. but yeah it was just when he became a cult leader or a cult apprentice mm -hmm. if you will using the wordage of the episode the overacting started okay ashley ashley okay <laughs> who did you give yours to i gave it to stephen hart as okay. the mm -hmm. sorcerer mm -hmm or goth um he his we talked about when he did his weird head turn a la yes. michael keaton and batman but also 
when Dean does resurrect him, he does this weird gargling. <laughs> He's like, it, it's terrible. Just everything that occurred in the swimming pool, his acting, he couldn't even seem to walk correctly. <laughs> it was just a... Uh, hey, maybe it's a new body, yeah, you know? It could be, could be. <laughs> he, I realize you bring up so many, like he remind, reminds me so much of Voldemort. Yeah. <laughs> when he gets brought back and he's just like... <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he, he was not good. Apparently, you know, coming back from the dead, it's, it's a, a lengthy process. It's a bit taxing. Do you want to move on? Yes. The next award is the Kenan Thompson Award for just doing the best under the circumstances. Who did you give yours to? I gave mine to Dean. <laughs> I thought he was, uh, A, there's not a lot to choose from. That's true. So I thought Goth was terrible, and you brought up Dean was okay at the beginning, but I liked when Dean was in the pool resurrecting Goth. And he went into this kind of creepy voice and he's just like, rise, mighty goth. That part, I was like, okay, you were terrible in the middle, but you started good and you're ending good. Okay. So I went that route, but also I did not blame you when you're like, some of it was a little overacting. Yeah. I just couldn't get over the way you said, Alex. <laughs> yeah. When when he's in the auditorium, yeah. it's, it's delightful. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, I gave mine to Stacy Smith, who mm-hmm. played Alex with uh, an I. Alex. Alex. <laughs> I guess she is the hero of the story. Mm-hmm. And she had a decent scared face, which I think, again, should be a factor in these episodes. Because if you can't scream or you can't look scared, then what are you even doing in this episode, right? Agreed. And I thought she she didn't want to give up on her friend as a character. She followed him to... a Lots of creepy lo- different locations. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, was there for her friend because he doesn't have a lot of friends. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure it, she's like his only friend. Yeah. So yeah. he doesn't have a lot going for himself. She, she didn't allow her friend to join a cult. Yeah. She encouraged him to call his dad. Yeah. She did not. <laughs> no, she was just uh, like, I'll do it myself. Yeah. Do you want to move on to our final thoughts? Mm-hmm. Do you think this episode deserves a betty ann thumbs up or a reluctant eric i will say this when we watched the episode i was this was a terrible episode i'm giving it an eric thumbs up but having sat here and talked with you about it i enjoyed it more reminiscing about it but i'm still giving it an eric reluctant thumbs up i thought the story was hard to follow at times Mm -hmm. i but i did like the setting some of the acting was a little rough. Uh, it just it wasn't wasn't for me, dog. <laughs> I agree. I I also give it an Eric reluctant thumbs up because I felt like it was too overly complicated for a thirty minute episode. You know, yeah, or more like a twenty minute episode. But it I think there was too much going on, mm-hmm. and I think that's something we're gonna run into in the future. Is that I think when they keep the story simple, it's better. Yeah. And this one was just, it left me with a lot of questions like, who is Goth? And then Dr. Oliver mentions that she's left a lot of gems throughout different high schools. And I'm like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> but like, you know, I want to know what the reasoning there. So 
they had an opportunity to kind of teach us a little bit about this goth character because she gives a presentation and she has the artifacts and she doesn't explain it like like give us some exposition yeah give us that backstory just take a couple minutes and explain who this person was and why this person would maybe want to come back yeah but she didn't that's true yeah or did she we're gonna rewatch it and be like oh my god it all makes (gasps) sense no i'm like trying to remember the scene where she's talking and she's presenting and she talks about the staff but Mm -hmm. i feel like it wasn't very memorable whatever she was talking about so no exactly if it was we would have remembered it right yeah we both gave it an eric yeah reluctant thumbs up it was okay it was pretty pretty okay (laughs) not a betty ann from a betty ann story right yeah so thanks for listening guys as always we just ask if you have a moment if you could review us on apple podcasts that would be amazing it helps us out and rate us even Mm -hmm. even if you want to give us three stars because we're just okay like this episode that's fine (laughs) We're pretty mediocre. (laughs) Yeah, that's all I have. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great week. Okay? (laughs) Okay. Bye. Bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.